0: Do you want a really easy way to get a hold of us? All you've got to do is go to infendo.com and you can see everything we're up to and get links to everywhere to find us. Creating overwhelming urges to buy Nintendo crap since 2005. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Infendo Radio. It is time for the show, and I'm excited that I have Justin and Lucas with me here tonight. How are you doing tonight, Justin? I'm doing good. Um, I,
1: I missed last episode because we had a puppy. I'm hopefully going to survive this episode even with the puppy. So
0: <laughs> Fair. Uh, Lucas, how are you doing this evening? I'm also doing good, and I currently have zero puppies. Well, um, zero puppies, but plus one hat and one plus one um, tingle that I see in the background. So I think think you're doing fine. I think you're doing just fine.
2: I never go anywhere without my tingle.
0: (laughs) Fair. I mean, why would you? That's, you know, it's a necessity. We have a great show for y'all tonight. We have some news to talk about in Pokemon. We have some um, games to talk about in, well... I know, you guys know what we've been playing. I don't know if anybody's been playing anything new, but I know Justin has been building some stuff new that he'll be talking about and changing the system, so that's exciting. But uh, before we get too far, we're going to want to make sure that we thank all of our patrons that brought the show to you. Not only this, um, this show, but for the entire month because it is the last episode of the month. So we want to make sure that we give a shout out to each and every one of our patrons. So we will start with Apollo Lemon, Mustard Giant Cow, Mark Nowak, Jonathan Lewis, Daniel Gaskin, Metal Mike, Shine Down, Me- Michael Larson, Schnazzy One, e- uh, Sky Pharaoh, Colton Mal- Malik, Malik I think, um, minus 64. Damn it! Phantom, Slacker Monkey, Andrew Searson, and the Brontosaurus. And I will reiterate who our executive producers are because again they are executives. So thank you again one more time to minus 64. Phantom, Slacker Monkey, Andrew Searson, and the Bryanosaurus. We really, really do appreciate your patronage. Um, we are going to take a little break, though. We'll be right back, and on the other side, we will have change the system.
2: Can't get enough of Infendo Radio? Head to infendo.com and see everything else we're up to well 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 we're back and it's time to
0: change the system before we do though um, I want to talk about news because there are some news items at hand mainly Pokemon I don't know if there was anything else news that you guys wanted to touch on first because I'm guessing that most of the news is gonna be Pokemon Unite but uh, yeah what you guys got news wise other than Pokemon if anything
2: Pokemon Unite! Um, yeah, so the only other real news I've got coming out of the woodworks these days is that uh, Spongebob Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated came out yesterday. And <laughs> it's no one it. has gotta be the best
1: remaster subtitle ever.
2: <laughs> it, um, it. This is a game that I very much enjoyed my short time with as a child. I remember it being like playing a Spongebob cartoon. Like, all the all the voice actors are there and everything. It's just just quality game. So I'm very much looking forward to kind of diving back in, no pun intended, to that experience. But I have yet to pick it up. Um, I actually have a different old remastered game that I am about to start playing, but I also haven't started playing that, so we'll save that for next week, I suppose. You know, but- I've
1: never played any of the Spongebob games, and I've heard that... Battle for Bikini Bottom is a really good one and that I'm very curious I might wait for it to go on sale and pick it up because that was really kind of the golden age of licensed games. That was when would, they weren't complete crap. They there weren't there were still very few gems, but they were doing a decent job of making licensed games then.
2: I would highly recommend it. Um it is a very um GameCube era 3D platformer. So, very much worth
0: it. When you say that, I know what that means, you know? Yeah, with
2: with collect-a-thon elements, too. Kind of an open world, in different levels kind of thing. worth, Mm -hmm. Worth the price of admission. So, definitely on my list of games to play, just not at the top. Sure. I guess I the only other bit of news fables, so, Oh, you know.
0: so, sorry. I was going to say no. the only other bit of news that I that I I mean, obviously is the Min-Min reveal. I don't know if we talked about that cuz I think that that was Monday, right? So we yeah,
1: yeah, that was again. that was since our last episode. So
2: yeah, um, so that Min Min's coming to Smash. That's kind of cool. Solid choice. I'm a little disappointed that you know I really thought it was going to be Springman and Ribbon Girl and Min, Min and Ninjago Lego Ninjago, um, <laughs> but you know I figured they were going to do like two skins each kind of thing for that. They didn't, but that's fine. Um, Min Min's a solid choice, I think. She's really popular, and she's, you know, one of the original, like, the OG four characters or so that were in the game. Mm-hmm. Or, like, she was, did like, anybody watch
0: so, the the reveal about, like, how she's going to play or anything like that? It was so- I very... I tried. <laughs>
2: it, it was very cinematic. Um, mm-hmm. They did show her fighting in-game, but it was very, um, you know, edited camera angles and punching and kicking to the beat and stuff, so probably going to be a little bit before we really get a taste of how she actually you know well, actually, I mean actually um,
0: she was, uh, the, the, he was kind of showing how it worked he, yeah I, Sakurai I I did a whole he, I can't believe yeah. how he Oh, how he too. fights himself! Oh,
2: yet, God. see, I didn't, I didn't see that. I just saw the real trailer. So,
0: yeah, so that, so he was um, basically showing how she's gonna work, and it's gonna be freaking awesome. I think actually. So, so what she did, with uh, each
1: DLC character, they get more technical. It's, yeah, it's it, like totally. it's almost to the point. It's like when you add expansions to a trading card game, you risk like breaking the original set because there's like you know Mario Link kind of simple and bare bones, and all of these DLC characters are, like, super technical. Well, this is all very
2: interesting, but for those of us who don't know how she plays, I would love to hear that.
0: (laughs) So basically how it's gonna work is... She's not going to play like a traditional Smash character where A is like, you know, your regular attack and B is your special move. How it's going to work is A is going to be left punch and B is going to be right oh, punch or like kind of, you know, vice versa cool. type of thing. And then what you can do with your down B is you can switch your arm to a different, um, you know, arm. configuration type of thing. Yeah, so I'm
2: excited. Does she...
1: And there's also um, a difference between whether you tap the button or hold the Correct. button. So um, if you tap... She... Yeah, if you tap, she kicks.
2: Does she have a um, way to one? One of Min Min's signature things, and the reason she was a fun character to play as in arms, is when you would charge your attacks. Her left arm yep. would become a dragon, and it would yep. have a permanent charge mm-hmm. until she took damage. That character so, over so, in a so smash? you can
0: tra- you can charge your dragon. Uh, you can charge all of the arms, but you can charge your dragon punch. And what that one does specifically is it you know shoots out the laser at the end. So
2: but but does um see does it. Does her left arm get like a permanent boost until she takes damage, kind of thing? Because that would be a really oh cool mechanic no,
0: I back. don't think that that is a thing. Maybe, okay. maybe I don't. I don't didn't watch the whole um, thing because you know he was getting really technical into <laughs> yeah. it. So I'll have to uh, and it's out.
1: I'm sorry, I'm one of those uh, subtitles dub, dub yeah dub over sub people who, if there is something that I actually want to be looking at on the screen, I hate having to read subtitles, and I wish that there, there had been a dubbed version so I could hear what he was describing as he was doing it, instead of reading really quickly and then look, trying to look up.
0: <sighs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm I am over the moon excited for this one. It looks like there's going to be um... A update to smash brothers next week to version 8.0 so i hope that comes with uh min min right right away to to go so yeah i i couldn't be happier
2: what i'm hoping for is that because they announced there were going to be six characters in this one right Um, I'm hoping that Min Min wasn't a late addition and that they decided to add her in because, I don't know, maybe they're working on ARMS 2 or something and they want to get some of that ARMS love in there. I'm hoping that Min Min has been planned since the beginning and round two of the DLC is going to focus on characters or series that are already in Smash that maybe need more representation as opposed to like third party series like Castlevania or, or, you know, so I mean, I say, I say that, game. but I, I, I say that, but I still want a new Sonic character. I just don't want. <laughs> I just don't want like you know, Raiden or you know, um, The Witcher or Dragonborn. Like I want, I want to add to the the games that are already represented. You know, I'd like characters from. That series makes, of so like,
1: from stuff. what I understand, and there's just like deep opacity in, in how Project Sora does their thing so this is pretty much all like speculation but my understanding is that Byleth and Min Min were planned from like the original release of the game but they weren't ready yet so they became DLC characters um, and also there's probably some sort of you know the, the third party companies getting represented wanted their characters out at a certain time, so Nintendo sure. probably had to cave to that. But, um, I am happy to see this guy. Ca- I have never played ARMS. I have absolutely no, um, like, familiarity with the character or the gameplay, but um, this character has me excited because yeah. she is something completely different and it's making me kind of want to get ARMS. I think uh, next time it goes on sale, I'll dive get into it. Get it, man.
0: It's good game and you have a group of two people who would love to play some party matches with you. It's a more fun. A huge group game. of two. <laughs> hey, but it's, you know, it's better than none, I guess. Right. <laughs> and
2: ARMS is a party game. It is not yeah, a totally. it is not a competitive fighter. There are, There are competitive aspects to it and you can play it like a competitive fighter. But ARMS is as much of a party game as Smash is a competitive game, if that makes sense. I would
1: argue Smash is a party game as much as it's a competitive fighting game. (laughs) I would
2: argue that Smash was built to be competitive with party aspects to appeal to a wider audience. ARMS, I feel, was built to be a party game with competitive aspects to appeal to... That competitive fighting base that didn't really latch on. I would argue I that argue Sakurai that has that openly time disagreed with that. To move on that. to
0: the next <laughs> topic because we're running long on this one, and we're going to talk about Pokemon Unite because, man, um, that's the big news of the day. Um, I was not expecting this at all. Um, if what, you, what are you said guys, you were expecting this, is expecting honestly this. the first time hearing of it. So, if
2: you said you were expecting it, you were a dirty liar. So, for totally. those of you. who... Who are just hearing about it now for the first time? Um, it is a MOBA, which mm-hmm. um, what would you like? League of Legends, right? League of Legends or Dota theme.
0: is a good example of that. Yeah. So yeah. So
2: um so yeah, that's a, a Pokemon themed MOBA is coming to Switch. God, I really should have done more research on this. Um, I, I I assumed Switch, but for all I know, it's a mobile thing. No, it is coming to Switch. Okay. Yeah, Switch. Yes. Um, yeah, so uh, so that's super exciting. Um, I have never been able to get into MOBAs, mostly just because I, I, it takes a lot to get me into a genre I'm not interested in, especially sure. a genre that's notoriously free-to-play, which we all know is just code for pay-to-play. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like I've never been able to dive into the League of Legends stuff or anything. I'm kind of like how Minecraft Dungeons has me wanting to play... Um, what, what's the name of that game, the Demon... Demon Uh, Diablo. Diablo. Diablo 3. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like, like it, it takes kind of a recognizable IP to kind of get me into that genre. Maybe this will do the trick. Maybe I like this so much I dive into other games like this. I, I think but, the coolest part
0: about this is that a MOBA is designed to, like, have, like, hundreds and hundreds of heroes or whatever, right?
2: And we've already got, like, yeah. 870 we, playable, yeah, exactly. So,
0: like, how they can play it, and I'm sure they've already got their, you know, timetable or whatever of release for post-launch but like how they could play it is like you know on month two, month one, month three, whatever they're releasing another smattering of new Pokemon to kind of keep the meta fresh, you know? Like mm-hmm. no, I think I think it's a could be a really cool um, game. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a good time for sure. I, I
1: mean, so um, I there's... haven't I haven't watched the trailer on this, but from the sound of it, you play as the Pokemon themselves. Yes. Not quite yeah. what I was expecting or hoping for, but interesting nonetheless
2: so it should probably be said that there is already a slew of controversy around this title controversy
1: Um, regarding a pokemon
2: game i mean i could say contravesty if you prefer but um (laughs) yeah people um people feel like a, a lot of people not everyone obviously but a lot of people feel like this is a foray into cash grabbing um, I would argue that the Pokemon company has been diving into the cash-grabbing bin <laughs> for quite some time now with yeah. titles like Pokemon freaking Shuffle boxy, boxy Pokemon run yeah. around and beat I people up. Oh, yeah, that there's that, they, that one.
1: That, I would argue course, they Pokemon did that with Go. Sun and
2: Moon, too. Yeah, what, with the DLC? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, hold your horses on that, because I'm going to be talking about the DLC <laughs> ad nauseum during this thing, dude. Well worth it, but... Um all of those Oh wait, did I aside, say Sun
0: and Moon? No, no, no. I'm I'm sorry. I meant the p- other Pokémon, the previous Pokémon game. Oh, what was the last thing? I
2: was thinking Sword and Shield. You meant Sun and Moon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with yeah. Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Uh-huh. Very cash crappy, yes. Um yeah, no, this is this is nothing unusual from from my perspective. I mean, Pokémon, let's be real, it is one of my favorite series of all time. So much so that I have another podcast on it that you all should totally listen to called Hyper Voice. But um it has been a cash grab since day one right i mean south park made fun of it like 20 years ago right the whole premise of it is get kids hooked on these creatures and have them buy all the toys and the cards and the movies and the music and it worked an entire generation grew up Worshipping Pokemon like a religion, so, so much um, so
1: that Pokemon pretty much became a marketing scheme going forward. Like it was a type yeah. of thing that may have existed in Japan, but it certainly wasn't a worldwide thing until Pokemon.
2: People love Pokemon, so yeah, no, um, it it, it falls in line with it for me. I don't i mean let's wait and hear how much everything costs right before we start diving into this if it's if it's absurd if it's like crash team racing level absurd then yeah we can be a little outraged right but at the end of the day if you're not the type of person who's susceptible to buying every single thing in sight hopefully you'll play it and enjoy it and it'll be a good time but i'm tentatively excited about this. Could be kind of fun to square off with Steve in a war, you know? Sure. I
1: mean, I'm one of those people who plays these... I'm assuming it's a free-to-start, from the sound of things? Mm-hmm. Alright, so yeah, and I'm one of those people who plays these free-to-start games and almost never invests any additional money into them. Like, I've probably put maybe, like, no oh, 20 bucks into Pokemon Go. I know I've bought a few cars, and well, Rocket League wasn't free in any sense of the word, but, you know <laughs> what I mean. Um, But, like, Like, this is the type of thing that, as long as the business model isn't Mario Kart Tour level of ridiculous, um, I could probably play this and get my fun out of it and never feel the need to spend
2: money on it. There was a cell phone game, actually, that was out a few years ago that I used to play with Mike uh, McSurdy a lot, Pokemon Duel, that I Mm -hmm. loved, and this is kind of bringing back some memories of that. Pokemon Duel was a little bit more, um, it was like figurines that you would move around yeah. on a battlefield and they would square off and there would be a roulette that would spin and it would determine your actions. Um, a little bit less, I guess, RPG-ish than this but very similar vibes and I loved Pokemon Duel. So much so that I actually made it to the highest rank in online, which is rare for me because online gaming generally freaks me out to the point where like I get too stressed to play, but I really liked that game. So, I'm optimistic but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm... Um... I'm cautiously optimistic as well because
0: I've seen what things like League of Legends and Dota can do to people uh and I hope that that doesn't turn into me no but for real though like this could be a not only a really um fun game it could turn into something like an eSport right because like people go to like the International for Dota and like watch people play Dota you know like this could turn into a thing if Nintendo helps it along to be that but uh, we'll see we'll see um anyways I think it's time to transition into some of the games that we've been playing this last week. So I'm going to toss it to Justin first. I know he's actually been tinkering in a bit, so I'm interested to hear what he's got for us.
2: I had my hand raised, sir. Go ahead, <laughs> Justin.
1: Well, I'm mostly, like, as far as games are concerned, I only have one new thing to talk about. Oh, right? how interesting! And I only played it for about five minutes, but I did download Star Wars Episode One Racer the Sign moment color. I found out it existed, um, I loved this game on the N64. I loved it so much I bought it again on the Dreamcast, um, which actually was kind of a disappointing port because it was literally just kind of like a rom-dump of the N64 version. Terrible mono sound and all. Um, just up And unfortunately, that's basically all this is. But... On the plus side, it's only $15, it's downloadable, it's in widescreen in HD, and it plays exactly like it did back in 1999. And this is, like, if you want an F-Zero fix, this is a pretty close approximation. This game is super fast, super technical, gets pretty challenging towards the end. Uh, One of my favorite things about it, and I had forgotten about this aspect until I played it today... um, It's not just a hold, accelerator, and turn left and right. Mm -hmm. Um, There's actually a kind of a throttle and some strategy to how you use it. If you push forward on the joystick, you will go faster. But, of course, your range of motion is not as good. If you pull back on the joystick, you'll slow down a little bit, but you'll be able to take turns sharper. So there's some strategy in how you... Um, control your pod racer Um, and like it's not a I mean back in the day this was a beautiful game because there was just so much stuff and it was going by so fast obviously now that doesn't survive but when you up res it to 1080p and 60 frames per second um, it kind of balances out in graphical quality um, this is probably going to be one of those games that I'll turn on and play for you know five, ten minutes every once in a while, just get in a race or two, uh, but I think it's definitely going to be worth the 15 bucks I spent on it. If it doesn't sound like your thing, I would still recommend it, but maybe wait for a sale. Um, I'll have more to say on that next week. Um, mostly what I want to talk about are things, um, including these things that I'm wearing. Um, I uh, spent a little. I got I got a little bonus money at my job a while back, and didn't know what I was gonna use it on. And finally decided I wanted new earphones for gaming. So I went on Amazon and I bought these. I've been using them for a few weeks. They are the Razer Kraken Tournament Edition uh, THX earphones. They were about eighty bucks. Um, I bought them because what I really wanted was a pair of headphones with surround sound. Uh, because, you know, playing with headphones, you miss a lot of that spatial sound that you get with, you know, I've got a 5.1 sure. surround sound. It's actually a 7.1 when I have the other speakers out. Um, and I miss having that because most of my gaming is done at night when the kids are asleep and my wife's sitting on the couch behind me. So I got these as far as sound quality, like sound fidelity, they are excellent. Um... Like sounds are very crisp. I find a lot of cheap headphones get a little too bassy and mellow, and I love a lot of bass. But when it, every once in a while, you need some of those high, you know, so some high-end sounds to really kind of pull it all together. And these have that. They have a really good dynamic range. um, Playing Red Dead Redemption and uh, hell, even uh, Animal Crossing, like you get a real sense of space and and environment with these things on. The only the main downside I found is as far as the surround sound aspect of them, um, you have to use an adapter and the adapter has to be compatible with the system you're playing it on. So mm. unfortunately um, it doesn't work on the Xbox One. Definitely doesn't work on the Switch. I was gonna say um, not the Switch. Does, then. I was gonna. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it would work with PS4. It's pretty much just a PC only Is it sort a of
0: USB aspect. adapter or something. Yeah, yeah, it's a mm.
1: USB adapter that does the whole like 5.1 discrete channel spacing. Um, I haven't noticed whether it does a matrixed surround sound or if it just kind of uses. Um, Oh, what do they call it? Um, I can't remember the term for it, but the the sound where, where basically two speakers make it sound like surround sound. Um, but, I mean, they sound good. They're comfortable. They have a microphone, so it's useful for, you know, when I'm talking on the phone. Um, I would recommend them if you're looking for a pair of good earphones. Um, also, they have a microphone thing on them so you can plug them directly into your Switch and use it for a voice chat for the games that oh, nice. support it. That's good. Um, the other bit of swag I got recently <clears throat> is this little beauty. Um, it is an an official Gold N64. Um, I bought it off of eBay. It is from Japan, which means it cannot play um, North American cartridges. Luckily, I have a good friend with a 3D printer. Thank you, Shinazzy1, who printed out a region-free cartridge uh, base for me. Took this thing apart this afternoon, swapped it out, put it back together, and I now have a region-free genuine gold N64. Um, The reason I got it was the N64 I had, which was like the translucent blue. It was having issues where the audio was not coming through. Um, it would come through hmm. like only the left speaker, and I'd have to okay. wiggle the adapter, and it got progressively worse until it never came in stereo. So I'm like, I figure if I'm gonna have to pay to repair or replace this thing anyway, I may as well get something extra special. So Is the I, AV
0: on the back of the Nintendo 64?
1: It's that funky adapter. Okay, yeah, I couldn't that remember. They, yeah. yeah, they use for the soap. Um, I have an HDMI adapter from Hyperkin um, that works with this, um, Super Nintendo, and GameCube. So nice. I can so I can uh, run it through my TV. It looks... I mean, it's not like the Ultra HDMI, you know, those fancy like $150, $300 devices they sell. It's not as good as all that. It was like a $30, $40 cord. But it gets the job done. It has an aspect ratio switch... So, you know, if I'm playing something like GoldenEye or Perfect Dark or Donkey Kong 64, I can expand it to widescreen or keep it pillar box for games that don't play in widescreen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, um, that's pretty much I also got a new controller. I got nothing to say about it because it shipped with a dead battery. So, nice. um, uh, it was a 20th anniversary PlayStation 4 controller. Um, but I got to get with the seller and get a battery for it, so...
0: <laughs> and, well, fair enough. Well, all right. Well, then, Mr. Lucas, I think I'm going to go first. No, just kidding. Why don't you tell us what you been
2: playing? <laughs> well, speaking <laughs> of PlayStation 4, actually, a little news I forgot to mention, because we are a Nintendo podcast, is Crash Bandicoot 4 got announced um, last week. So that's exciting. I know the person who should be most excited for that isn't actually here right now, but sure, it's (laughs) pretty cool. And
1: and the world let out a universal Y.
2: Hey, Crash Bandicoot's (laughs) pretty popular, dude. And they're kind of retconning the entire series by capping it at three and starting over, so that's kind of interesting, kind of pulling the Terminator, so be kind of cool to see how they do with that but first indication it looks pretty good um also a little bit of breaking news that i forgot to mention during the news segment that comes to us from our producer brian is um that vault boy has been added as one of the costumes in smash ultimate for your me gunner along with a few others i'm most excited about Callie and marie we've got Vault boy we've got ten hachi or someone from hi hachi from uh from tekken Yeah, that's the one. And um, oh, there was someone else. Oh, uh, Lego Ninjago from ARMS. So, yeah, he's going to be a me brawler, I think. So that's cool. Um, yeah. Uh, but moving on to the games I have been playing, because I have been playing two of them. And one of them is kind of interesting, and the other one is super interesting. first one is ARMS. Um, I picked that up again today. And that's kind of why we're listening to ARMS music today. It's uh, It's still a really good game. I still really like it, and that's about all I've got to say on it right now. Better with friends, but a good game. Um, the the other game I've been playing, which you should have guessed, is Pokemon Sword and Shield and the Isle of Armor DLC that came out. Ooh, I really like that game, guys. I really like Pokemon Sword and Shield. In fact, I think it's the best Pokemon game. I-
0: I haven't gotten back into it since the DLC launched, but I've been itching to. I've been itching, itching, itching to. Man, a How, recommendation. How's the Hold on, I have to ask a question. I have to ask. How is the wild area-esque
2: thing in the game? Is it Pretty wonderful? Big. Oh,
0: yes. yes okay. In fact, I, I won't I, I won't it.
2: spoil anything for you, but there seems to be a one-time event that happens at the beginning when you first go in where you see a Pokémon off in the distance that you can reach <gasps> and just the scale of it is so fantastic. Um, but I really yeah, no, need to get this game. It's um, it's really nice. It's fun to see. It's fun to see Pokemon that you weren't expecting running around the wild area. They added only in the Isle of Armor, unfortunately, but they added the ability to have your partner Pokemon follow you around, so you can have a Pokemon out with you running around, and it levels up their like friendship meter and everything, which is super fun. Right. Um, I highly recommend. So when I did it. I got a team of fighting Pokemon together. I decided, okay, Isle of Armor, the dojo, I'm going to do a fighting. (laughs) This is going to be like a movie, right? And I'm going to have all fighting Pokemon. Sure. Best decision I could have made, because in Sword, your rival uses poison types. And in Shield, well, yeah, in Shield, your rival uses psychic types. So either way, you're at kind of a disadvantage. Um, The Sword Rival is amazing, by the way, Clara, super fun personality. But if you're going to play this DLC, don't go in with a group of level 100 Pokemon, unless you're just interested in obtaining the data and moving on. Mm-hmm. If you want it to feel like an extra five-hour plot added on to your game... Go in with Pokemon at about level 60, and okay. you'll yeah. be experiencing a story, and battling a rival, and battling the master, and getting your cub Fu and everything. I'm glad that's, you said that because
0: I was a, I was a little bit worried about the DLC for just that reason, right? Because I have like a crap ton of Pokemon that are like, you know, one kill, one shot kill anybody type of thing. That's you
2: know? the way. That's the way you want to
0: do it. So what about
1: somebody like me who will just end up buying the whole package and playing it from the beginning? Beginning with the DLC included, is that I don't am I going to lose something?
2: I don't know how the scaling works, but I've heard the Pokemon are at a lower level. If you're at a lower level, it's hmm. all based on your badges, so you should be good to go. I would just recommend you don't go in with Pokemon above level sixty. Like if you beat the game and everything, you're pretty much ready to go after the post game into mm-hmm. the Isle of Armor. Like don't don't farm or anything you know sure um and and this game makes it extremely easy to level up because there's experience candies and you can feed your pokemon that just boost them so fast um right but yeah there's a lot of really cool stuff in it too um it's super easy to get watts now which is nice it's a lot easier to get those rare balls that used to be apricot balls in johto still oh yeah, hard sure. but easier you can actually get them with a lot of luck i've gotten one so far and it was a heavy ball so whoop-dee-doo <laughs> um There's also a—this is more technical stuff, but we haven't had a chance to talk about this on Hyper Voice yet, so I kind of figure I'll bleed in a little bit. Um, There is somebody on one of the islands you can swim to, that will actually lower all of your Pokemons. Um, they're, they're called EVs, effort values, basically all the stats that you've gained. Yeah. So if like you wanted to build a, a Blastoise with perfect attack and perfect speed, right, but his stats are all messed up because you played the game like a normal person and you fought all different kinds of Pokemon, you can talk to her, you can pay her some watts or whatever, uh, I forget how much you have to pay her or what it is. She'll erase your stats, and then you can just go and buy a bunch of proteins. That's and pretty whatever. awesome. Yeah, it's nice. Um, because before the only way to do it was to chunk berries down their throats and like these rare, hard to get berry kind of things. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's cool. Um, they also have um, what Steve described aptly as a Korok mission. There are <laughs> 151 hidden uh, diglets around the island that you I've have to find. I've seen memes about this diglet. I've, I'm up to 137, so I have I have yet to use a guide. I want to do it pure, but man, they're hard to find. So that's a that's a whole thing. It's it's just a nice time, and it's fun to be in a new environment. It feels very organic. The wild area was just kind of a field. This is like a beach and a cave and a forest and a mm-hmm. desert, and you know there's a lot to explore, even though the the, the total area isn't huge. So. I'm, I'm very happy with it. I'm having a great time. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing what the next one has in store. I'm but...
0: excited to play Pokemon Sword and Shield again with my new Pokemon that I've transferred over to Pokemon Home because I don't think I can transfer all of them, obviously, because some of them will transfer over. But um, the ones that I can transfer over from, okay, let's see, from Pokemon Go to Pokemon Eevee two pokemon home yeah. those are the ones that i want to take to sword and shield with me.
2: oh yeah and they've added about 100 new pokemon in this um pass they're supposed to be god i think our final count was about 200 more than 200 in the total dlc so i guess a lot of them will be coming during the crown tundra oh, but sure. yeah the the isle of armor pokedex has 200 pokemon in it i think maybe a little more maybe a little less but it's right around 200. And um, I would estimate probably about 100 of those are new. So it's nice. Some fan favorites are back. Staryu, Starmie, Chansey. Um, you know, uh, just a lot of Pokemon. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, it's a very good time. I definitely recommend it. I'm very much looking forward to this being the game that finally beats Breath of the Wild in terms of total playtime on my system. Oh, wow. It is already my most played game on my profile, mm-hmm. but I played Breath of the Wild for, like, 40 hours on my Japanese account. <laughs> so sure. When I, when I sort by time, Breath of the Wild still shows up at the first one. I'm looking forward to Pokémon finally dethroning it, so... This'll, yeah. this'll definitely do it, if not this DLC pack by the time the Crown Tundra comes out.
0: I can't believe that there's... I, it still blows my mind that there's two DLC packs for Pokémon, because I remember not like, what? a year or two years ago when Ultra Sun Ultra Moon came out we were talking about how pissed we were that it wasn't just like a DLC or whatever you know
2: so like good on them man that's that's the nice thing right you're paying $30 for the DLC pack Mm -hmm. normally you would have paid $60 and you would have had to play through the entire game again they would have added Clara as like an occasionally occurring NPC in the main story and then you would have gone to the Isle of Armor in the Isle of the Crown Tundra and you would have had to beaten the entire game a second time I was going to say you have to
0: start over from pallet town or wherever you know yeah so it's exactly like...
2: no it's it's just it's nice to see them finally kind of embracing the future a bit and starting to embrace console gaming too yeah that's really been an area they've never touched so i think a lot of people gave this game a lot of fla- uh, slack or, or flack i Black, guess for <laughs> yeah not slack for um you know for for not innovating enough but i think when you really look at it with, you know, that perspective that this is, like, all new territory for these guys who really have stuck to con- or handheld gaming since, like, I was four or five years old. Sure. Like, it's a big adjustment, you know? I mean, like, it would be like asking me to start working on something in 3D. I have no idea how to do 3D gaming, you know? Like, I- I've never delved into it. it was- right. Yeah, it's, it's a whole other field, so I... I'm very happy with this game, and I can't wait to see what the next one's like, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, no doubt, oh. after they've had a whole console generation to get their feet wet type of thing.
2: Terribly sorry, sir. I know you have to go, and I know we're running extremely late tonight, but one <laughs> more little piece of news that I read that I found really interesting. Yes. Um, I read an interview with, the, I think, the marketing director over at Sega of America, and he had divulged that um, one of the things that the Sonic team is doing now is they're actually going to start... Taking more time to develop their games. They've said that, um, you know those that year after year after year Sonic game mm-hmm. craze when I was in like high school. Oh yeah. They said that 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 really contributed to a lack of quality in a lot of the games. So they want to put more time into it. So they were going to have an announcement at South by Southwest. That got delayed. It's now been delayed again. And they're kind of saying that the reason for that is that they're going to, you know, put more time into their stuff. So as a, you know lifelong sonic fanboy i'm happy to hear that because i would love to play a really high quality sonic game in a couple of years on my switch yeah i mean
0: you know we got a taste of that with mania right but like yeah yeah no it'd be nice to get back to like a well i don't even know what the benchmark is for like a 3d sonic but i always think of like sonic adventures as being that you know like to get back to like that type of yeah it'd um, be
2: uh or even even something like colors you know just something that feels polished and, and solid and you know you can you can say you're playing it and be proud of it kind of thing so, sure good sure. on them i hope they stick to it and i hope it works out well for them but i've eaten up more than enough time please eugene take us out of this segment
0: yeah i mean i don't really have a whole lot to contribute because we've kind of covered a lot of the stuff that i've been doing because really it's all bug fables trying to finish that one up i um See, I've I haven't slow- even
2: touched it again.
0: I, I See, I've slowed down on that one a little bit, and I don't know why. I, I still like it a lot, but
2: I, I don't know. There's, It's just a time and place thing maybe for me. I, I have a thing that I think I've figured out with that. Maybe it's the same for you. I, I expect so much from it, and I want it to be so good that um, I, I feel this need to invest like 100% in it. Yeah. And, and 99% of the time when I'm playing games, I'm not playing them to be there, to have an experience. I'm just playing a game to play to a game, right? To play the right? game, right. And, and I think I, I expect so much, sorry, I expect so much of this game that I really want it to be good. I want I to enjoy every minute of it. And I, I guess I need to really sit down and give myself some time to play a game to play The it,
0: problem you know? with Bug Fables, and I don't know that it will ever... It could ever get out of its way, right? It's always going to be in the shadow of Mario, uh, Paper Mario. So you're, I'm always going to compare everything that it does to Paper Mario, unfortunately. So yeah, you're right. I think that um, maybe that has something to do with it. But yeah, no, Bug Fables is still good. Uh, <sighs> spent more money in Pokemon Go. I'm not proud of it, but I did. Um, There was a community day and I didn't have any incubators. So I went and bought a box that had a bunch of incubators. So yeah, the Pokemon Go is still a thing, still kind of taking over my life. They've now started to do like um we, uh, events that are happening like every other day type of thing. So like Spotlight Hour, there's like a new Pokemon that is available more often for an hour. So like Tuesday, yesterday, it was Clefairy and I tried my hardest to catch a shiny... Th- Clefairy, because they just released it, and I didn't, and I was so sad. But if you um, get,
2: if Jigglypuff ever comes up and you get two of them, I used to have a shiny Jigglypuff back in Gen Two that I wasn't able to bring all the way over. We'll talk. I would love to get a Jigglypuff back. So
0: yeah, and we'll talk because I that I I've so this is what I've done in Pokemon Go. I've ran out of spaces to collect regular Pokemon anymore. So basically my entire Pokebox is filled with um, like special event Pokemon or shiny Pokemon. So like uh, yeah, I, I have a problem. Um I, I I don't know what to do, Lucas. It's uh I, I don't know why this Pokemon game is the one that's caught its hooks into me. But I can I, mean, I can figure fa- swords, so. Yeah. <laughs> I I, I could honestly say that I spent more money on um, Pokemon Go probably than any other game that I can ever think of, you know? I've got to have spent close to $200 on this stupid game.
2: God, if we ever end up living next to each other, like close to each other, we're playing Pokemon Go together. If the servers are still up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right? When we finally get together when they release the 1,000th
0: Pokemon finally into Pokemon Go. But no, uh, yeah, I mean, what else is there to say more about Pokemon Go, right? Like, it's still a thing. People are still giving giving them money. Niantic, just stop being such greedy bastards. That uh, $7.99 event still got me salty, so don't do something like that again. Um, But that's it. That's all I've been playing. Um, I think we're going to take a little break here. We'll be back on the other side with the question block.
2: Infendo Radio is brought to you by people like you. If you want to be a producer, head over to patreon.com slash infendoradio and sign up at the $10 level. We'd really appreciate it. And
0: we're back! So, let's talk about this question that we got because we got a question from one of our fine discord members over on our discord channel and lucas but is gonna. but then
2: they pulled it from the discord <laughs> channel and they didn't think we'd notice but we did um so we're not going to share the name of the person who asked the question just in case the reason they pulled it is they didn't like the question but we're still going to answer it because it's our show and we can do whatever we want please don't pull your <laughs> patreon funding um this question from this anonymous user was which video game characters are on your video game Mount Rushmore? That's
0: right. I do remember that one actually, because I was thinking about it.
2: I saw it and I was like, "What a brilliant question! This man or woman deserves all of my praise." But <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, obviously Mario, right? Like,
0: yeah, um, it's got to be Mario. Um, so f- first question about this question: Is this all Nintendo characters?
2: Um, well, I don't remember if the question specified Nintendo or not. I'm going with video game characters because I have some things to say. Okay. So, um,
0: Yeah, well, yeah. Why do, I'll let you go ahead and go first, and then, yeah,
2: I'll tell you mine. So, so as we all know, Mount Rushmore is a, a four-president, um, statue, at least currently. God willing, that won't change anytime soon. Um, and yeah, Mario <laughs> has to be on the list, right? Literally, like, the founding father of modern gaming. Right. Um... I would I would argue and Eugene feel free to disagree with me on here <laughs> but I would argue that Sonic also deserves a place on that list. He is an iconic classic video game character that deserves, you know, recognition for being such. Sure. Um I might argue this is this is going to come out of left field, but I would say that um Crash Bandicoot might be my third. Um wow. kind of the kind of the mascot well kind of the mascot of playstation video games right the the founding father if you will of the playstation era and Mm -hmm. i think that era deserves some recognition for not only being the first era or the first console rather to to do cd gaming but just also i think a, a a system that introduced a lot of people to gaming that weren't you know nintendo fanboys sure and I guess, given the theme that I'm doing, like, normally I would say something like Link, right, for, for like, Legend of Zelda. But if I'm going to keep it fair and kind of representative of everything, I guess the fourth spot would go to Master Chief, um, hey. who is kind of the iconic Xbox character, in my opinion. Sure. Representative of that uh subgenre of gaming. So I guess really what I'm saying is you've got Nintendo, you've got Sega, who obviously is no longer a console maker, but was a very big player back in the day. Mm-hmm. They were kind of the the, the Confederates, right, of, of the Civil War. <laughs> they they very much lost, they no longer exist, but you know, they were around for a while and people don't want to let that go. So That's why they're Sega statue. Yeah, so Sonic's on that statue, man. Um, yeah, and then Crash Bandicoot for PlayStation and uh, Master Chief for Xbox. So interesting.
0: I, I okay. So my um, Mount Rushmore is gonna go somewhat similar to yours for similar reasons because I also have Mario and Sonic on mine. Um, oh my, Eugene. Yeah, I know. I, I hate Even this
2: many years into our relationship, <laughs> you still find ways to surprise me. <laughs>
0: but I, I am going to deviate a little bit from your list because I feel that one of the characters that rightfully deserves to be on the Mount Rushmore list is Pikachu because I feel that Pokemon, and we kind of already touched on this earlier. Oh, yeah. But Pokemon had such a... cultural impact on video games on like you know just everything you know like pokemon was just a phenomenon you know so i feel like for sure pikachu deserves to be on that mount rushmore
2: if I could speak to that for a second. I've watched sure. I've gone back and I've watched videos of like, you know, the Pokemon craze of ninety seven or ninety eight or whatever. When it was like every parent was like, screw beanie babies, I gotta get my <laughs> son up Game Boy, you know? Um People back then were saying, you know, it's just a phase, it will not last, it's like anything else. I think Pokemon has and to a large degree Pikachu has has really you know, cemented the idea for people that, video, for better or worse, you know, look at where we are now, but for better or worse, video gaming is its own kind of lifestyle, right? And sure. Pokemon was really the first example of that, so I, I support that. I don't yeah. know what the
1: question was, but uh, I walked into Pikachu on Mount Rushmore, so...
0: Um... And
2: you're pretty close to the question. <laughs> we'll, we'll explain it to you after Eugene gives us his fourth.
0: Yeah, yeah, so I guess to catch you up, Justin, we're doing um, our Mount Rushmore's of video gaming. So uh, my Mount Rushmore has Mario, Sonic, and um, Pikachu, <laughs> and um, like Mario's Sonic. <laughs> I I was struggling pretty hard with who i felt was deserving of the fourth spot on my mount rushmore and i don't know why it's not like this is like you know going to go in the this is important or this is going
2: on the infendo wiki <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i uh, i feel that maybe the character that ought to be up there the most isn't even a character so i'm going to choose the t block from tetris actually and because i feel that tetris why not the z well because i like the t-dog that's the best one <laughs> a tingle <laughs> i i i feel like tetris maybe even more so than like you know your mario or your pikachu in pokemon has brought a generation of gamers into video gaming whether they like it or not right because like my um You know i have family members that won't play like mario but they will play like tetris or candy crush you know because they like those type of video games so i feel like tetris is kind of the you know the forefather of the puzzle type video game so yeah respect all right so
1: let me think i've had less time to think about this than you guys have but definitely mario i think we can all agree on that um I don't, I don't know about Sonic, not because I don't respect Sonic as a video game mascot, but I don't think he was as groundbreaking for video games as, you know, he's sometimes treated as. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely Pac-Man, though, will have to be up there. Because I was Pac-Man debating was between really...
0: Pac-Man and Tetris, actually. Pac-Man was
1: really kind of the first gaming mascot ever, so he yeah. has to be up there. Um,
2: Do you mock the square pixel that was adventure? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: I I want to put Link up there because I think The Legend of Zelda is also a very groundbreaking game. I hate to dominate Mount Rushmore with um <laughs> with Nintendo characters, but let's face it, it's You're video on a Nintendo games. Podcast. And yeah. and video games would not be where they are if it weren't for Nintendo. So we'll say Mario, Link. Pac-Man and
2: see. I'm trying to think of a, a... Kit from Kid Icarus nailed it. All right, <laughs> moving on to our next question.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a character that like exemplifies modern 3D gaming the way Mario does I like would, 2D gaming.
2: I would argue that um, Splatoon was kind of the founding of the new era of Nintendo. So that might be worth a mention in the form of like I don't know Judd or something, but yeah.
0: Lucas went with uh, Master Chief because, and I feel that that guy might kind of encompass. I, that was our where 3D I was leaning. was part yeah.
1: was maybe Master Chief? Because like yeah. that was kind of bringing a whole new genre of gaming to consoles that so sure. never
2: this really worked before. We all kind of went with you know meaningful characters, but in very different ways, right? Right. Yeah. Well, Matt, the Mount Rushmore can only have four
0: spots, so you know, until, the, yeah. until until Trump puts his head as a fourth or a fifth, then I guess we'll leave. No, it No, he's going to be
2: the fourth. He's just going to knock off that Lincoln guy. He never did anything important. <laughs> anyway, so. um, yeah. But as always, welcome thank to you Infendo for your Political Radio. <laughs> thank you for your question in the question block. If you would like to ask your own, it used to be a Patreon exclusive, but it is now. A free option that anyone can partake in. I don't think we say that enough on this show. If you want to ask a question, just pop into our Discord. There is a question block channel. You should have access to it. And, yeah, you can ask us whatever you want. So. We've been asked much worse, believe me. (laughs) This is true. Please do not
1: make it your goal to
2: ask us the worst questions. (laughs) We also reserve the right not to answer any questions we find particularly offensive, so please submit your questions.
0: 100%. Well, uh, thank you, everybody, who made it this far. We appreciate you. Um, That's it. You made it to the end. (laughs) But until next time, we are going to get out of here, and we will see you on the other side but before we go away we want to you know let you know where you can find us when we're not on the show so lucas where can the people find you
2: you can find me at my website which is chromaticue.com c-h-r-o-m-a-t-i-c-h-u-e.com forward slash i regret naming my game something so long and hard to spell <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, Now I'm going to have to actually make that a URL, like a secret URL that accesses something. Um, Yeah, you can find me on there. Um, I don't really update it that much, but every now and then I do update my developer's blog since that is where I post most of the info on the game I'm working on. I also have a YouTube channel that I have just been writing scripts for but not recording because editing is so hard, guys. (laughs) But if I ever get around to actually recording the videos I'm planning on making, I'm going to have a lot of content pumping out of there. So go subscribe to me at... well not at lucas Peace on youtube just type it into the search bar I'm be the guy with the blue mustache and 116 sub- subscribers you'll know how to find me um i also have a twitter account which is at chromatic Q. and no i'm not spelling that for you again i just did that and as i <laughs> like to mention often on this show because we are slowly trying to steal all of the listeners from this show to our other show which is why steve hasn't been here for a month um you can find me and my good friend Steven on our other podcast, Hyper Voice. It is a Pokemon podcast for people who want to get better at playing Pokemon but are not competitive and don't know how to be. Because we're not really that good at it either, but we'll teach everything we know. Mm-hmm. Come listen to that. Um, if there are any Hyper Voice listeners on this show, I do apologize. We did not do a show last week. I will release a statement on that on Twitter. But it's been a rough week for us, so we really needed a little more time to gather our thoughts we will be back soon with an episode all about the Isle of Armor alright I
1: gotta skip out real quick so um, follow me on Twitter at InfendoJustin I also have a difficult to remember and spell website it's utilidork.com U-T-I-L-I-D-O-R-K and uh, yeah why? Because we like you just splice (laughs) that in at the end Eugene have a good night everybody
0: fair if you want to follow me and everything that infendo is doing make sure that you go to at infendo on twitter follow at infendo eugene as well and you know just go to infendo.com we already talked about that but that's where you can go to our discord that's where you can find steven's discord that's where you can do all the things so infendo.com is the place to be Um, I will
2: also mention real quick that if you... um, Actually, two things. Sorry, Eugene. Um, if you find this podcast way too long and hard to digest, Eugene has done a masterful job of slicing it down into bite-sized morsels that you can digest over on our YouTube channel. So search mm-hmm. for us on there, and you can watch right at the start of the game or right at the start of you know wh- whatever it is we're doing this week. So, right. so go go check that out. And I would also like to remind everyone, um, in case you are not aware, because I don't think we mentioned this much on this show, um, but we are currently donating all of our Patreon subscriptions to the CDC Foundation, I believe, is where we're donating mm-hmm. it. Somewhere COVID-related. Eugene handles all that because <laughs> he's the grown-up in the group. Um, but, but yes, we are donating that stuff. Um, it is it is not much of, a, of an amount, but every bit helps. So if you've ever wanted to get whatever Patreon bonuses we offer, if you ever wanted to be like Brian and shout news at us in the middle of the show so we can read that, like, in the middle of, you know, our actual <laughs> recording, if, if you want to be that involved with us or just, you know, help the show out too um right now a hundred percent of that's going to a good cause so there's never been a better time to join us on our patreon which is okay. patreon.com slash infendo radio
0: and that's 100 true thank you for that lucas um all right well we are gonna get out of here i hope you guys get out and go vote do all of the things if you're out there uh protesting being uh, an activist thank you we you know that's important right now we've need every voice, every vote counts, all that fun stuff. So go out and do your part. With that, I'll see you guys next week. Catch you all later on.
2: Stay safe! Bye-bye. I
0: love producing stuff, but I'm really lazy. The easiest way to produce something really cool that you get your name on is to head over to patreon.com slash radio and give us $10 a month.
2: We'll even say your name once a week instead of once a month.